Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, the king is still at the top of the hill. That's right, Black Panther's number one in the box office again. We're talking all about that. Plus, Amy Cassandra saw Tomb Raider, and she wants to share her thoughts about that special film next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Oh! Hey! Look at that. That's a, that was an A-plus intro. I am a professional. Welcome, everybody, to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we'd like to... Prognosticate. We didn't plan that. Can you... you probably the... We probably weren't able to notice because we nailed it. Nailed. Uh, about the box office that lie ahead, I am only one of your hosts, <laughs> and by far the least talented... Frank Moran, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Hi guys, I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. So currently, I have two different handles on my social media. It is a very long story that I will not go into right now. Just go to my Twitter. It's the same as yep. it's been for a while. Okay. Amy Cassandra MTZ. All right, and you can find my Instagram through there. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't it's great, concise. And riveting <laughs> Thank you. information. My Thank name's you. Neil Plumley. You can find me at places where you find people at the Neil Plumley, which is T H E N I L P L U M L E Y. And folks, of course, Carrie Lane, the fourth member of our panel, uh, still has not come back from the Bayou yet. So uh, you know, hopefully, she'll be back here next week. We've missed her. So. Well, I heard she's traveling by a riverboat. That's true, and it does. It takes a quick fortnight. <laughs> yep, just go down through the Panama. Absolutely. But of course, folks, you know what you can do? You can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, why don't you give it a thumbs up? Maybe two thumbs up, three thumbs up, four thumbs up, five thumbs up, six thumbs up, seven, eight. So many thumbs up. Uh, And of course, we're going to have the chat up and running, so feel free to hop in, share your thoughts about anything that's been going on in movies or something that happened this past weekend at the box office in particular. Uh, Also, just a little uh, uh, shameless plug moment here. Uh, Amy and I got a chance to do the Schmodown this past week. It aired this uh, this past Tuesday. <laughs> Box office breakdown. We uh, I, I took up the mantle and uh, decided to compete under that to see how we could do. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. How was it? A very fun experience. <laughs> I like how you put that, and I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree. How, how else would you have put that, Amy? That it was a wonderful, oh, fantastic, yeah, absolutely riveting experience there you go um but i do want to say to everyone that did watch and supported us thank you so much and i you know all the comments are read so thank you beautiful <laughs> thank you yes yeah, so hopefully uh we'll be uh it is a uh, kind of free-form team so that means it doesn't necessarily be amy and i going back it also could be neil and amy or neil and carrie maybe even Neil and myself. Oh, my Maybe gosh. we can get the Happy Go Jackie clone out of the AfterBuzz Pop TV or Popcorn Talk closet and have Frank and Frank. True. It's been a while Whoa. since we've seen him. <laughs> wow, yep, that's crazy. Let's, let's get him out of those mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, it was, uh, it was very much fun. And I think if anybody has the opportunity to do it, it uh, I think it kind of quickly dawns oh. on you that it's uh, much more uh, easy to answer those questions uh-huh. in the cheap seats. When oh, you get up my. there on that, uh, oh, yes. that stage, it's like, Ugh. It, it's not, I don't know how much time they give us, but it felt like a millisecond yeah. to answer. So yep. it's just like, but it no. was fun. As soon as you really hear fun. that five, four, four. And you're like, then you're, 
That's it. Well, uh, I'm done, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Space Cowboys will haunt me to the, uh, my dying day. But I could not pull that title out of my head. Good times, everybody. Oh, it was fun. But we're here to talk about the box office that were that were this past weekend. Uh, in fact, we uh, since Neil was not here last week, we didn't get a chance to hear your thoughts about Black Panther. Let's hear them, please. Let's talk about it for a second. Listen up. I loved that movie. Cool. Anyway, so uh, come in. <laughs> I love your opinion. <laughs> I love that movie. Of course, um, uh, when, when I when I told people uh, like who, who I work with, when they're like, ooh, should I go see it? I'm like, yes, definitely. Just note, it is a Marvel movie. It is a Marvel movie that might have a few flaws. However, everything that they did right in that movie was 110% right. The costume design, the... I saw, like, the... Um, that interview that they had with a dialect coach recently since I saw the movie, and I was like, that is fantastic. All the work that you did on it was so good. Mm-hmm. And freaking Eric Killmonger is the is the, he's the he's he we don't even deserve him as a villain. We don't deserve mm-hmm. him as a character, I don't think. That was just so much fun. That was easily it's probably it's definitely my top three. For Marvel movies, it's probably my first. I, I have to think about it more, but yeah, I love that movie. Well, we'll find out how you feel at the opinions. end of the episode. Is that, is that enough time to think about it? You need more. It might be okay. We'll touch base and see them. Uh, Amy absolutely loved, loved the film. Wakanda forever. There you go. And uh, so we'll move on. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, Neil. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, yes, she was uh, disappointed by my lack of enthusiasm. Frank, I heard that you also loved it. It was fun. It was fun. There you go. I, you know, Eric Killmonger, he started off great and then it kind of ended kind of uh, one notey and then had a little bit at the end that was decent. So, so what do you think about Shuri? I enjoyed her tremendously. I thought that was a really nice uh, kind of reinterpretation of that character from the comic. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in the comic that she doesn't have that much to do. So it was nice that they gave her, they kind of give her like the tech side and kind of really fleshed out that side of the character. Right. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. And I feel like uh, I just had recently, I was mentioning somebody else before we started taping that I was rereading the Christopher Priest run of Black Panther, where they introduced Ever K. Ross, uh, the Dora Milaje. They That's mm-hmm. where they get first introduced in that uh, Black Panther uh, uh, property. And the way, uh, it's kind of weird going back, the way that they're treated in the comic book run, I feel like they did a really nice job of reinterpreting the Dora Milaje into the movie context. Yeah. It takes a little bit of the skeeviness out of them <laughs> from the other comic book. Right. So. Did a really good job with that. Uh, but of course, uh, this week's top five it should come as no surprise that Black Panther, once again, number one in the box office with $108 million. It's fantastic. That it's is. a fantastic second weekend. Mm-hmm. What was it, uh, like a 47% drop? 46.5%. Yeah. Oh, man. That's good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's going to have some legs for a while. It seems that way, yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, there's talk about like, hey, how's the wrinkle in time going to affect this? Because uh, that'll be coming on two. No, is it next week? It's in two weeks, I think. Next week. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not. No, it's not next week because that is. Of course, I know that is because it's going to be Red <laughs> Sparrow and Death Wish. Right. A week after that. So, yes. Uh, if that's going to topple Black Panther, and I'll be curious to see by the time that that comes around, where that will stack up. Does it feel like Black Panther is running very hot right now? It is. I think we're all craving diversity, which is great. So I think that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited. For mm-hmm. Wrinkle in Time, uh, we've—I don't—I don't know about you, but I've heard mixed reviews about, a wrinkle, about a wrinkle in Time. But that's not stopping me from being excited about it. So, 
Um, speaking of diversity, Annihilation just came out, mm-hmm. which is almost an off, uh, not off, but like a, a great female cast that includes Gina Rodriguez and Tessa Thompson, along with Natalie Portman, <laughs> and they're uh, uh, mainly all badasses. And <laughs> mainly, <laughs> mainly <laughs> one badass really, but yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I would like to see uh, Annihilation. Uh, hopefully, in the next few days, I'll get a chance to get over there, check yeah. it out. Yes, uh, Amy. Well, I don't know if we talked about it here, but I, I went to that carpet and was able to speak with both Gina Rodriguez and Natalie Portman. They were both very excited and um, excited for people to see it mm-hmm. and to step into the shimmer. It's part of the thing in the movie. Oh, no. I, I hope I you remember. guys got that. Well, yeah, because well, no, you said it last week. Yeah, so just wanted to. It's the first time I heard it, but I also understood the There context. you go. <laughs> there you go. It's for you, Neil. Thanks. Yeah. No, that's, that's a very divided show today. This will be exciting times for us here at Box Office Breakdown. I'm stoked. <laughs> uh, coming in number two is uh, the subject of our box office bet, Game Night. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Warner Brothers, it made $16.6 million. Uh, now, it was only three of us betting on it, Amy, Anthony, and myself. Mm-hmm. Anthony coming in low with $12 million. Amy at 15 and myself, 16.5. That was fantastic. Oh, look at me. Look at that. That's it. That was... You oh, know. slow. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, there's nothing more reassuring or maybe disheartening than that early Sunday morning tweet from Star Drew. You know, <laughs> I... <laughs> either uh, celebrating you or raking you over the coals. He's up at the crack of dawn. Yep. And he's refreshing box office mojo until updates for weekend estimates. Yes. I really do look forward to those <laughs> tweets. I really do. I'm going to be completely honest. I do. Honestly, do. My, my favorite part about those tweets is that, Star Drew, they are replies to odd tweets that you've tweeted in the past. Sometimes they're several weeks back. Ah, so when I'm, when I'm trying to look that. for the conversation, it sort of jumps <laughs> a bit back. Uh, I just think that's interesting. I think it's funny. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, when it's uh, when it's Lex on your side and then Star Drew tweet comes by with a little praise, whew, ah. your Sunday can uh, be a little easier. You can roll over. Yep. Finish your vodka. That's true. Yeah, or it's my there, kind of Sunday. Or those times where you don't believe Star Drew's tweet, thinking that you actually have won the week. <laughs> Only to come in Aww. and be quickly discouraged Best by that one. Week. <laughs> Best week. Best <laughs> week. That was so much fun. Oh yeah, that was a that was a highlight of mine. Well, I can't believe I won. <laughs> yeah. no, no, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> not even close. Oh, all right, you're right. I did not win. Uh, coming at number three, Peter Rabbit from Sony, twelve point five million dollars. Hops itself into third place, huh? Nicely done. Uh, number four, so Annihilation, the film that Anthony was just describing, and and. Amy, again, described. For Neil. And everyone that didn't watch last week. Well, that's a shame. Who would not want to watch us last well, week? Well, they definitely they... stepped into the shimmer. I can tell you that. Mm, there you go. Uh, from Paramount, made $11 million. <laughs> so, have you... Uh, do you want to see that, Neil? Are you jazzed I, Yeah, no, it? I'm jazzed about it. I'm very interested. It looks really cool. Have you read the original book? Mm-mm. No. It looks... Uh, don't tell me about it, but it looks... I mean, I guess you could confirm this because it pretty much looks like it, but it looks like a cordyceps, like, fungus... Infection mm. in the movie. Anthony, is it something like that? Do you really want me to tell you? I mean, only if I'm right. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Then that, that's actually great because now, now I don't know what it is. That's oh. fantastic. There you go. Which is actually kind of good because cordyceps have been used a lot ever since um, The Last of Us. I was, yeah, I was about to say The Last of Us. <laughs> Last brain. of Us, Girl with All the Gifts. Um, there's a few others, but yeah. 
It's a popular zombie type. Hmm. All right. And lastly, running out of top five, uh, Fifty Shades Free from Universal, $6.9 million. Yeah, it looks like it's free of the third place slot this week, Frank. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll be <laughs> sticking around for another no. week in the top five. <laughs> so, uh, I would be uh, sad to see it stay for another week. True. I mean, given that the other two films coming in, they seem kind of intriguing, but we'll get to those in, in a moment. Uh, in terms of other films, uh, Amy has seen a film that's not out yet. It's going to come out in about three weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. March 16th. There you go. Uh, yes, I saw Tomb Raider. And I cannot say much about it, except that Alicia Vikander, Alicia, Alicia, is, is great. And I'm a fan of hers. Better than Angelina Jolie? I have never seen those. I'm not a huge fan of Angelina Jolie, so I don't know if I could really separate um, her from the character. And I just never really felt the urge to see them. But I know that this Tomb Raider is based off of the the video game, the, the 2013 version. Right, the, the, the revamp that Laura the Croft re- went yes, through. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, from what I saw... I have opinions about it, but I can't say too much. Can you just give us a thumbs up or thumbs down? Don't do it. Frank doesn't do it. Oh. I'm not going to give you I feel like that's I was going to give you something, but I just, I didn't. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read into her facial, facial expression, and I'm going to think that you like the film. You didn't love it, but you liked it. There you go, Neil. It's a real... Oh, that's a real safe estimation, Frank. You sort of just made it seem like, oh, I'm just going to pull past the layers of this onion and read this human being. I think I did. Because, I think oh, yeah. you're in the middle. <laughs> no, I would not. I feel you know like, what? I'm going to go on the record. I'm going to hardcore go on the record right here that Amy loved it. I bet it's I, garbage. Not sponsored by Tomb Raider. I do have to say, I went to the Tomb Raider experience. Yes. Which was fantastic. It was an escape room. Oh. Did you uh, make it out? I did. Yeah. But 22 seconds to spare. Whoa, oh, nice. that's and exciting. Yeah. I will be posting that video up and sharing it. <laughs> there was some screaming involved. Of course. Um, by me. Sure. And yeah, just some fun pictures. So definitely um, a fun time. I went to the press conference for it as well. So lots of fun. I mean, they're doing really a, a really good job of promoting it. And making the press very happy, so thank you. Look at that! <laughs> and you ran into a uh, competitor there at the during the all the press. Oh yes! There you go. Yes, I'm sorry. There's just there's so many people. <laughs> there's so many people competing against me. <laughs> I just I, I have so many enemies. It's hard to keep track <laughs> yeah. of them. No, yeah, I ran into Sabina, and it was really cool from Schmodown. Uh, and I was like, oh my god, it's you! Um, oh my god, it's you! Right. Um, like a woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So she was great. It was fun. Yeah. It was a fun time. All right. Yeah. Uh, international numbers here. Let's see. After shattering expectations uh, in its opening week last weekend, Black Panther it tore up another $83.8 million in 55 markets this session. Uh, that lifts the international box office total to $304 million and the global total to $704 million. This is its second week. Yeah. Its second week. It's on, a, it's on a quick climb. Yes. Quick climb. I also uh, uh, heard that it's four-day, was it four-day domestic total was the second in history, next uh, second only to uh, The Force Awakens. That's 
Incredible. Yeah. Uh, now, basically, this film is running 40% ahead of Doctor Strange, 15% above Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and 6% higher than Thor Ragnarok at the uh, same stage of play and in the same markets. Globally, Black Panther's become the number 10 highest grossing title ever for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, topping both Doctor Strange and Ant-Man. And mind you, in the second week. In, in two weeks. Huh? Yep. That's two amazing. Weeks. Wow. Uh, basically, it's uh, retained its number one position in most of the markets, with holes particularly strong in Europe, where it was down just 34% and moved into first position in Germany for the first time after being dominated <laughs> by Fifty Shades Free. Oh. Uh, and uh, in other news, uh, BAFTA, uh, the BAFTA Awards were announced and gave some bumps to some of the winners, including three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri and The Shape of Water, while The Greatest Showman has passed $200 million internationally. Maintaining the number one spot in Japan for the second week in a row, staying wow. uh, flat in the UK, where the total is four hundred forty-five point seven million dollars after nine weekends. So uh, not bad. That's a very interesting international numbers. Yeah, it's man. I when when do you think it crosses one billion for Black Panther? Yeah, is it next weekend or the weekend after? Not next weekend. Oscars are next weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's going to be... Two weeks? It's probably going to be in two weeks, maybe three. All right. I think, I think 700 is, is the halfway point. I think it's going to stop around uh, 1.4. I, mean, I don't know. Is there anything else that's really coming down the pipe until... I'm trying to think even the March or April. Like something that's really crying out. It's like, this is just going to pull all focus away. I feel like Instead of like Ready Player One... Uh, yeah, that's so I think, that's at the end of March. Yes, uh, so I feel like it could run. I mean, Rick in time is kind of a yeah. hit or miss. I don't know how it'll do, but I feel like Ready Player One would be something that's going to suck a lot of people in. Yeah, I think well, I think Ringle in Time and Ready Player One are sort of also they're kind of both dark horses for different reasons. Mm-hmm. They could both do really really well, but they could also just great grossly underperform when they come out. Um, it just sort of kind of depends. I think I think probably Wrinkle in Time has a better shot. Of exceeding expectations than Brady Player One does. Yeah, but there's that. It, it t- touches all those, like, a lot of pop culture touchstones that mm-hmm. I feel like, man, that could be uh, a like, little catnip for a lot of movie, moviegoers. It could be. And also, um, what is it? Spring Break will be around the same time as Wrinkle in Time now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, or... like a, it's usually like a, about a three, three week kind of span. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, uh, two films vying for your box office bet vote for next week. Uh, certainly, we know that Anthony uh, is going to be checking out Game Night. I'm excited to hear what you think about this film. Actually, I hear it's not bad. Yeah, I heard it's actually yeah, really I'm great. Actually, sort of interested to see it. And I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, I, what I keep hearing is that it's shot really well. It's shot as if it weren't a comedy, which is kind of nice. Yeah, so. Uh, but we have two films vying for your vote there in the in the chat for which film we should cover for our box office bet for this coming weekend. One is Death Wish, the 2008 reimagining starring Bruce Willis mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Shue. That's from MGM on 2,700 screens. And then we've got Red Sparrow, the Jennifer Lawrence uh, film from Fox on 2,900 screens. I thought you were going to say the Jennifer Lawrence biopic. <laughs> yeah, Red Sparrow. <laughs> About how she got her career started. That's right. As an assassin. Uh, now, before we do our top five of what we think next week, we like to do a little box office rewind. Mm-hmm. 
Amy tried it last wow, week. Wow, thanks, Frank. She I tried feel it. so much Wait, love Let's right do now. a rewind to last week and hear Amy do it. <laughs> do you like that, too? Yeah. <laughs> it's our box office rewind. Oh. Yeah, is there a fly uh, flying around in there? <laughs> you know, Neil, it's great to have you back. You know what? She took a shot, guys. Thank she you, Neil. She took a shot. Thank you. She may have missed, but she took but it. But I took it, she which took is more it. than you can say, sir. That's true. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting a little heated here in That's the right, office breakdown room. Breaking it uh, down. But I thought we'd do a top five look back at Jeremy Irons. He's going to be in Scar. Red Sparrow. There you go, Scar. There you go. Uh, but I knocked off his top two, which unsurprisingly, in terms of his box office potential, were uh, uh, Batman versus Superman and Justice League. So we'll knock those two out. We'll just focus on his non- DC Cinematic Universe films, <laughs> which I think maybe Jeremy Irons would also like us to do as well, too. Yes. Not really, it's, it's not pretend that, uh, that I enjoyed doing those films. Uh, that was my Jeremy Irons. Okay, I was, trying, <laughs> I was trying to see. We all it. definitely uh-huh. knew that's what Frank that was, was yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so coming to number uh, five for him on this list, uh, Assassin's Creed from Fox came out in 2016, $10.2 million. I never saw it. I, record, I started watching it on cable, and then I didn't finish it. So, I don't know. My friend, uh, the internet's Mark B. Donica, yes, he hey. raved about it. told me that it was one of the best video game movies he's ever seen, to which I rebutted, I don't know, have you seen Resident Evil? Because that was okay. Um, I still haven't seen Assassin's Creed, though. You know, it's, and it's one of those things where I felt like I could watch a movie with Michael Fassbender, Fassbender in it and just enjoy it. And then I saw The Snowman. And that really kind of put that yeah. to the test. Yeah. And I felt like, mm, I'm sorry, Michael Fassbender. I enjoy you, but I, I don't think I can see you in a film like this again. Well, you can't just watch just a pile of crap with his face taped on it. No. <laughs> Thank you. It has to be a movie. True. Uh, he can only do so much. Right. Uh, coming to number uh, four, The Man in the Iron Mask from MGM back in 1998, $17.2 million. I just remember like <laughs> that Leonardo DiCaprio. They take that mask off, and he is his face is just so clean and pristine. Like that. How long was the mask on? I, I mean, I get the impression that it was like years. Yeah, yeah. But that mask pops off, and he's like, ah. it, was, it was like it was like a nice facial inside there or something. Yeah, I feel like he'd have some serious acne. Yes. <laughs> oh. So someone told me the exact plot to it, and uh, I quickly asked. Is it anything like the Lizzie McGuire movie? Have you guys seen the Lizzie McGuire movie? Surprisingly, what man, no. the Iron Mask. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know how women. you're drawing that. I want to hear how it's you're drawing too, this. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Lizzie and then the the Italian pop star. Mm-hmm. And it's both Leo and Leo, and it's Hilary Duff and Hilary Duff. But is the Italian rock star like put into an Iron Mask? Um, no. So. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like Lily McGuire then. That's that's what it sounded like to me, but I would like to see it and draw my own conclusions. <laughs> I don't just, know. Just is there is is anybody's face contained in something for long periods of time in, in that film? All right. Now it's nothing like that. Because no. No. knowing the identity of this person would topple a regime. Well, because it's sure. not so much the mask. It's like if someone's identity. It's, being concealed so that they don't inadvertently destroy some, no a country's political way of life. 
I assume that they, by switching places, they get a better appreciation for their original lives. Yes. All right, so it's the Hannah Montana movie. I didn't see that one. Oh, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Freaky Friday remake, right? Okay, yeah, no, now you're just, that's a stretch. No, Parent Trap. How's that a stretch? (laughs) Oh, yeah, not Freaky Friday, Parent Trap. There you go. All right. Yeah. Man, uh, where are we? I'm already saying. The Kingdom of Heaven is next. <laughs> is it too late to nominate ourselves for a streaming? Is that too? Is it... Thank you. Okay, I just think we're on this... time for that. Good. All right. I mean, because I feel like this episode, I want to put this in for consideration. Guys. <laughs> uh, I would like to win. So, all right. Uh, coming to number three, Kingdom of Heaven, Heaven from Fox back in 2005, 19.6 million dollars. Never saw this one. Never saw it. Never had an interest to see it. Don't know what it's about or who's in it. Well, Except I, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I mean, that came around the time when you're doing, like, Troy, you're doing uh, Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's coming around that same time. Because that's really Scott's, his big thing, right? Kingdom of Heaven. I don't know. That's uh, Orlando Bloom in this one? Mm-hmm. It's about the Crusades. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I guess so, right? Kingdom of Heaven. And there's a director's cut as well, too, for it. Hard uh, pass, audience. Wow. Hard pass. Really? I mean, it's like that swords and sandals. I mean, it's close to, you know, swords and sorcery. Yeah. No, not for you? Okay. Coming to number two, Die Hard with a Vengeance from Fox. Back in 95, $22.1 million. Man, not bad. I mean, all right, power rank your Die Hard films. Uh, Die Hard. Die Hard 2. Die Harder. Die Hard 3. Die Hard 4. Die Hard. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can, I can disagree with that. Sort of go in that order for yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. Because that last, oh, that last one is so bad. Oh, I love Die Hard. That's about it. Hey, you know what? Can't can't fault that. That's pretty much no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, as you see, it's kind of diminishing returns each time they've gone to the mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything else. Do, do you want to say something else? Well, I feel like. <laughs> I get so tired of sequels. Just like you're, you did it. Move on. It just, I never feel like a sequel adds that much. Hmm. For the most part, there are exceptions. Well, I mean, I think it's weird. I feel like the Die Hard franchise. The each time they come back to a sequel, because they're not really building out a mythology. Hmm. I mean, I feel like Die Hard with the Vengeance is the only one that kind of really taps into the greater mythology in the sense where we're kind of mm-hmm. revisiting some some ties from the first film. But yeah. other than that, it's just him getting older and his kids getting older, and you're finding out <laughs> ways for them all of a sudden to get in trouble together. Yeah, it's kind of like when they kept mm-hmm. making seasons of 24, and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, no, you know, you're like, ah, he, okay, mm-hmm. so I guess Jack Bauer's going to do this, and then there's going to be a mole, and then he's going to be compromised, and then he's going to win somehow. That's the season. That's every season. Yeah. So, Amy, you just said something that, uh, in terms of sequels. Do you mm-hmm. find that uh, uh, amongst every franchise that sequels don't add anything? No. I mean, of course, if if you have lots of books, it makes sense. What about like a Star Wars? That's an exception. Although, I like to pretend those, um, that four, five, and six, but it's not four, five, and six. It's one, two, and three didn't happen. Gotcha. I, I like to think most of us feel the same way. But I can't speak for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm, Toy Story. Meh. What? Like two yeah, was no, okay. I feel the same way. Three really? only <laughs> hit home with me because I was graduating from high school at the same time. So, but other than that, I was like two. Meh. 
Really? Yeah. No, three can suck an egg. Come on, why can't I suck an egg? I just, I, I sort of hate it more than I should, because I thought How to Train Your Dragon should have won Best Animated Oscar that year. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that is a... Toy Story 3 won because everyone was so sad when they got about to get burned up, and I'm like, this movie doesn't, it didn't do anything. It just played off of everyone's nostalgia. It's all dead. And I was like, you didn't show me anything different, Toy Story. How to Train Your Dragon showed us a different planet, different world. True, Dragon. but I would still say that Toy so Story fun. Three about you know saying goodbye to your uh, childhood that's, things, right. like passing them on. Yeah, not saying that it's that a better film. Nice. Yeah, not saying it's a better film. I, I probably would have voted for How to Train Your Dragon as well. Yeah. That film was phenomenal. That being said, I am excited for Incredibles too. I think it's it's hit and miss sometimes, but I am excited about it. And um, people feel a certain way about the fact that they didn't really jump that much in time. So I think that's also something to think about. Like mm-hmm. when the sequels jump I don't know, five, ten years or if they just kind of continue. It will be interesting to, to have spent that much time away from that property yeah. to go back and picking it up pretty much right after the first one ended, which is the benefit of doing an animated film. You don't have to worry about your cast getting older <laughs> and having to justify like, oh, well, right. uh, yeah, let's de-age everybody real quick. Jack-Jack is now 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The uh, did you ever see that thing on, on I think it was on YouTube where uh, the son pulled a trick on his mom and showed her Toy Story three, but uh, cut out mm-hmm. uh, <gasps> and no. then it came back to her and then went yeah. to credits. No, <laughs> I saw that. That's that was mean. funny. That was good. I, I thought that was no. a good way. And she's like, "That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. They showed this to kids. That was really funny." Mm-hmm. But that uh, How to Train Your Dragon, that scene where he first uh, bonds with Toothless and he's dancing around through that little mate, man, that <laughs> is just so well. The music, the, mm-hmm. the, the way it's animated, oh, it's a beautiful scene. It's one of my favorite soundtracks yeah. from, that, from that movie. Absolutely. It's so good. Have you seen it, Amy? All right. Yep. Listen, it's fantastic. Just you owe it to yourself. It's, it's just a real good, feel-good movie. Uh, speaking of dragons, coming in at number one... <laughs> Aragon from 20th Century Fox, 2006, $23.2 million. I uh, read that book in preparation for the movie when it was coming out. Yeah. Um, I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. There was one moment that I really liked from the movie, one very singular moment, when uh, his dragon, uh, who can speak to him uh, telepathically, which, uh, as I say it out loud, is pretty weird. Yeah. Um... But she, in the book, she has this amazing personality where she's like sort of witty and cold and jaded. And they didn't really play that that much in the movie. And I was sort of let down by that because she's this really cool personality. But in the in the movie, there's one part where they have to fight this other dragon. And she's like, let me get close and I'll rip her throat out. And I'm like, yes, because you're a warrior dragon and that's what you say. And then the rest of the movie, she was like, Aragon, do you really want to be doing this? And yeah. I was like, well, I think so. Staying on cliff sides. Wind moving through his dragon's feathers. I'm like, <laughs> what are we doing here? There, there are multiple books in that series, mm-hmm. right? That's got to be interesting. Just for when a studio decides that they want, they see a, a, a series of books that they want to kind of adapt into films. Like, all right, this is great. We got five books here. That could be five big mm-hmm. uh, box office bets for us here. <laughs> uh, and then they just come in the sink and crash after the first one, and then they just quietly. Like that, you know, we're just gonna put that back. We're we're good. Let's pretend that didn't happen. I will say, however, uh, even though they weren't both based on books, uh, Aragon fared a lot better than Shyamalan's Last Airbender, which went through a similar sort of 
Maybe we shouldn't make the rest of them. <sighs> Man, it's trails. sad. I mean, because I guess that's the challenge within adaptation is that you don't. I don't want to see just a one for one adaptation, uh, but I also don't want you to do something that's so far off from the original source material mm-hmm. that I'm like, what are we? What is this? What are we doing? Yeah. So I feel like the Beauty and the Beast. That's like with the, the live action. I didn't really care for that one. Yeah. It's just like it added a lot of nonsense that I didn't care about. I mean, it did bring it to kids that. For some reason, hadn't seen the original, and well, why not just get them the original? Because sometimes I don't know they they would like to see Emma Watson maybe or you know because Disney to... wants to make money. Yeah, well, true, of course, but I don't know if a lot of kids are going. I need to see Emma Watson. Older kids. <laughs> I need to help Disney make money, <laughs> Mom. I need to do this. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, as long as you're, I uh, keep betting away there in the in the chat here for the two films. Buying for the box office bet, Death Wish and Red Sparrow. But in the meantime, we'll do our top five for next week. Uh, again, Death Wish is coming in with 2,700 screens. Red Sparrow with 2,900 screens. Where do you... Uh, I mean, I assume one of these is going to take the number one spot. So. Mm. <laughs> uh, I I haven't really heard people excited about either one. You know, I honestly have not heard anything about this Death Wish. I don't it's know. Just I haven't. Yeah, Bruce all, Willis, the only thing I've seen anything. is um, honestly just trailers. I haven't even seen like bus ads or anything. Or just yeah. around the city. That's what it looks pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and I hear Red Sparrow is interesting, <laughs> it, but it, it's kind of a slow burn. It's not quite that like action thriller kind of thing. It's more like um, I... oh, what was that movie with uh, Gina? Gina was it Gina Carano. I forget what that movie was. She was a spy. It was really slow, and I ended up not liking it because of that. Mm. I heard she really goes for it, though. Like, her performance is pretty, pretty yeah. great. But I don't know if it's a good movie. Uh, Here's what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I'm going to say Panther, Sparrow, Game Night, Death Wish, Peter Rabbit. Man, I just... Uh, Amy, while you're doing your top five, I just want to real mm-hmm. quick. I want to see what Bruce Willis's last last thing did here. So split. I mean, I I literally have not heard anything about Death Wish from anyone. Um, I've seen any like ads for it or a trailer or anything. I feel I mean, like just it's a trailer. Bomb. I've seen a trailer, but I, I just have a feeling it's going to bomb. Yeah, but I mean. There are dedicated Bruce Willis fans out there somewhere, but will they show up, and will that make that much of a difference? I don't think so. Um, I agree with you, then, Neil. Yeah. Panther, Sparrow, Game Night, uh, Death Wish, Rabbit. That sounds very dangerous, but yeah. <laughs> Death Wish, Rabbit. No, that's a game that we used to play. Yeah. Game Night? <laughs> Yeah, you have to live near uh, some train tracks to get it to work. Man, it's the game. <laughs> the and, game. And oh. have life rabbits. Okay. And the Black Panther's in there. Mm-hmm. There's there something that like a crazy. big Bruce Willis vehicle since 2015. And that's like Rock the Casbah and Extraction. Before that, it was 2014 with Frank Miller's Sin City, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Mm-hmm. 2013 with Red 2, and that did $18 million. At least that was like a fun franchise. Yeah, it's a fun franchise based on the comic and it yeah. had uh some extra star power, not just Willis. 
Yes, oh, man, this death wish. I could. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know if I can. I can't disagree with you there, Neil. I feel like, yeah, I, I think I'll go with you. Black Panther, Red Sparrow, Game Night. Oh. Man, I almost might say Peter Rabbit, then Death Wish. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to go with that. Well, because Game Night's probably, I mean, safe to say it's probably going to drop about 50. So it'll do. It's going to be such a low. <laughs> it'll do like eight ish, probably. Uh, Peter. Only dropped twenty eight. Awesome. Because there's not really any like other family friendly thing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Black Panthers sort of, but not really. Just like kind of an all ages kind of deal. Yeah, this not is more like ones. a toddler movie. Yeah. yeah. So I could feel like that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Death Wish. Could you even see it not making the top five? It might not. But really, but fifty. It depends. Oh, it depends if Annihilation is going to go wider or not. Yeah, I mean, it's on 2,000 screens. I don't know if it's going to go much wider, but I also, I don't know how they could happy... reasonably add another 400, but I don't know if it's worth it to do that if it only made 11. Yeah. I don't know if Paramount's, well, I mean, there was there was worry about that. So that's why I kind of, they, Netflix ended up picking it up because Paramount was mm-hmm. like, no, oh, I don't know what this is. So, I don't know. No, uh, at least for the international distribution. All right, Amy, what are your top five? Oh, I already said, okay, it's gotcha. just like Neil. Beautiful. Look at that. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do our box office bet right now. Uh, there in the chat, what do we have here? I can't. Uh, my glare. Um, I see one guys? vote <laughs> for Death Wish just now from Star Drew. All right. Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow wins. There we go. Five Red Sparrow. One. Look at that. Five to one. Thank you, Thanks, Kenja. Jack. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer you Lawrence. Uh, Joel Edgerton. 2,900 screens from Fox. Uh, we're all kind of thinking around the number two area. Interesting. Oof. All right. Uh, Maybe we I, need I, more color animal movies. I know, but seeing, the, I don't. Uh, <laughs> seeing those trailers or any of the commercials, are you sucked into wanting to see Red Sparrow? No. Like casually. Not in, a, not in a serious way. But not like, but you were more than happy for it to come to you at home in sure. some way. Yeah, yeah. But you're not like, man, I got to get out to, soon to the theater to go see this film. Not really. I feel the same way too. Well, and the thing is, I mean, I don't know what other people's plans are for the weekend, but the Oscars are on Sunday. Very I true. don't know. I don't think people are going to be like, yeah. Personally, for me, I'm pretty interested in it, in uh, Red Sparrow, because it's, uh, it looks. Original, I guess. Different. I mean, it looks a little bit like Atomic Blonde, but I was attracted to Atomic Blonde, too, so I was like, all right. I've heard that this is better, because I've heard that same comparison as well, Anthony. Yeah. I've heard it's better yeah. than Atomic Blonde. Yeah, Charlize Theron is like better than the whole movie in Atomic Blonde. So it's <laughs> all right. Well, Everybody I'm get good. their uh, numbers locked well, in? I'm punched in. I'm ready to go. Uh, that's fine. Anthony, you good to go, sir? I am now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. All right, Anthony, what do you think uh, Red Sparrow will do? I'm going to go with uh, 16 mil. Ooh, all right. Neil? A little strong at the gate. I did 20. Wow, okay. What? Amy? Uh, 13. <laughs> I went 13 as well. Hi, 20. Hey. Ah, look at so, that. So, uh oh. Great. 
Oh man, we uh, we win together, we lose together. Amy. Thank you. Yeah, uh, hopefully we win. That's true. Absolutely. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, hope this uh, this Oscar Oscar buzz is enough to uh, keep people at home and away from the theater. <laughs> right. Hey, Ken Jack agrees with me. What's up, Ken Jack? Looking good. Oh man. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, great. Mm, that's okay. Whatever. Yeah, we'll go see that fine. movie. We'll go see it. We'll if, do if, it. If right? <laughs> uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. But, of course, the fun doesn't stop here. It only gets started. You know what you can do? You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, give it a thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. However many thumbs up you can make happen there. And uh, thanks everybody for hopping in the chat. Again, uh, I never tire of saying it, and it always mean it, that we couldn't do the show without you. Thank you this very is much. True. Absolutely. Uh, now, if you want to continue the conversation with any of us after the show is over, Neil, where can they find you? Frank, good question. The people at home can find me at places where you find people at the Neil Plumley. That's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Amy. Thank you for that. Uh, this week, you can find me on Twitter at Amy Cassandra MTZ, and you can just find me on Instagram through there. Just don't worry about it. But I will be posting a lot of pictures from this week. Um, but next week, we are doing something very special. Oh. We are. We are. We are. We're doing something very special. <laughs> Anthony, where can they find you, sir? Uh, this week, you can find me at. Uh, well, I actually changed my uh, Twitter handle, so it's at Tony B Tony underscore. Tony B Tony underscore. What uh, happened to just Tony? Yeah, B. Tony? guys. See, I'm not the uh, only one. No, no, someone has Tony B Tony already, which oh. is a little sad. Oh, but also, I uh, I host um, uh, horror movie news along with Carrie D Lane and Oliver Drennan. And uh, re- recently, we're going to be dr- being joined by uh, Chauncey C K Robinson and Lucretia Lyon. Oh. So they're going to be uh, assimilated to our show. And we have two special guests uh, this Tuesday for The Ritual, which was on Netflix. We have the director, David Bruckner, oh. and the uh, s- cinematographer, director of photography, um, Andrew Scholkind. He w- they'll both be joining us in the studio. Very and cool. we'll be talking That's all things awesome. horror movies. So, Thomas. yeah. Love it. Join us if you like horror movies, guys. There you we'll go. Do uh, that. Why don't you assimilate Neil? He loves horror movies. I've seen about two of them. That's right. I like both. <laughs> yeah, very quiet. Uh, so, of course, folks, if you're, uh, I forget, because since Carrie Lane is not here right now, uh, you can follow her on social media, Carrie D. Lane. But she always likes to have everybody, if you're watching the show after it's streamed live, to comment down below. Amy, what's a great question you'd like for them to answer down in the comments? What was your favorite Oscar movie? Because we're going to be talking about uh, Oscars. That's right, folks. Uh, of course, we're going to be doing the box office breakdown a regular time slot uh, next week, but with a heavy focus on the Oscars, since that'll be airing uh, next Sunday night. We'll touch on the, the week's box office, make sure we do our cover our box office bet, uh, and do one for the following week. But the main focus of the show will be just doing a little recap and discussion about the Oscars. I'm so excited. No. We should have a party. We should have a party here and watch it. Are you guys going to dress up? Sure. Absolutely not. Long uh, dress. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That's All right. what you're going to wear. Perfect. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Good Jackie, folks. Thanks for watching us here on Box Office Breakdown, here on Popcorn Talk. Make sure you're back here next Sunday night for some Oscar goodness. Until then, go see some movies. Eat some popcorn. We'll see Have you some then. candy. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.